Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 197, episode four of Dead Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it's Thursday, August 12th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. This is a podcast that I host, and yes, my thighs are white as a ghost, and I may speak too fast about cold gas. I also talk Havana with Sir Miles. That is Story of a Girl, uh, courtesy of Uncle Brew. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. I said, please get the vaccine. Tell them you've been foolish. Please get the vaccine, y'all. Please get the vaccine. Tell them it's a danger without the vaccine. And that's Michael McDonald, the Doobie Brothers. You belong yeah. to me. Uh, and he submitted that. that himself. He submitted that. Dude, Michael McDonald, a huge Zeitgang. I didn't realize that. <laughs> He's like, please tell them about the dangers of not being vaccinated. And that's how he, that's how he speaks. But anyway, yes, shout out to me right now because I've just been listening to a lot of Michael McDonald the last yeah, yeah. 24 hours. Mm. And Miles, before yes. we get to our guest, mm-hmm. let's let's tell them what's happening. Two let's weeks from yesterday. Be our guest. Be our guest. Be our August guest. August 25th. Yes. Uh, dang, that's coming up real quick. Really? We are having a live stream moment, a live moment, a show uh, that you can tune into virtually. You can watch us do this amazing hour take on the year 2000. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fantastic. We'll have some guests. It's going to have some great laughs and maybe some information about young Jack and Miles that you might not have been privy to previously. Mm-hmm. So get your tickets at momenthouse.com slash the daily zeitgeist to, you know, get, get in on that. It's going to be at 6 p.m. Pacific, but don't worry. Even if you can't make it, there is a video on demand option so you can watch it after the fact so you don't have to you be tethered to that exact tick. time. Just, just get the, the tickets, tickets first. Just get that ticket, baby. Yeah, if you missed our live show last year, which most of you did because we couldn't really tour it after uh, the pandemic started, mm-hmm. this is that show. We're doing it one last time, and you can watch it from wherever you are, comfort of your own home, an Arby's. But yeah, this is your last chance to witness history, y'all. It's a big deal. So come check it out. Well, Miles, we are yes. thrilled to be joined in our third seat by mm-hmm. a very funny stand-up comedian, writer, actor, producer. Uh, he is the creator of Boast Rattle, a compliment contest. Never seen it, a podcast where famous comedians rewrite classic movies they've never seen. He's appeared on Comedy Central Fuse uh, at Just for Laughs, where he was called a breakout star by Time Out New York. He created and hosted the podcast Faking a Murderer where he talked with eight comedians for eight hours about the show Making a Murderer, but didn't tell his guests that he'd never seen Making a Murderer. Uh, he also wrote and put on a satirical play, Glengarry Glenn Beck, was the writer behind the Twitter hashtag Roof Breakup, uh, which was a viral sensation that was read by 10 million people and haunts him to this day. Please welcome to the show, <laughs> the hilarious Kyle Ayers. Hello, Thank you for having me again. Welcome, welcome, I man. tried to come Back. up with a song, but I couldn't think of any. I was just going to go, it's been one week since I got in a fight with someone in a Twitter reply. But it hasn't been. It's been like three hours. <laughs> it's been way. <laughs> Ironically, their avatar was a bare naked lady. So that's oh. probably. 
There you go. I'm, I, I find it hard to believe that you would struggle to come up with a musical, a.k.a. You seem very musical, Kyle. I see the instruments behind you. We've spoken about your love of music. I do. Yeah. Was it really that hard? Dozens it, well, of accordions. No. It was hard there. to come up with one that wasn't one week by Bare Naked Ladies. I guess yeah. I read it's it more <laughs> Oh, yeah. You forgot. That's the only song I know how to play on all of these harmonicas. <laughs> I, I have a blues traveler singer vest, but just to play the first four seconds of One Week by Bare Naked Ladies on all my harmonicas. So the have you talked about hashtag roof breakup on, on this show? I don't know. Here? I don't know. It, it is such a bizarre thing in my life. Yeah. It is a Twitter thing that I did that went wildly viral but superseded threads and retweets and like it was hard. So it was just like a series of tweets of people breaking up on, on my roof in Brooklyn. And it like got picked up by like Buzzfeed and like Jerry Springer was doing reenactments and like Ellen was calling me to come do like weird sideshows. It was crazy, but it was like before threads and before, you know, virality happened 800 times a day to everything. And people, I worked at the Apple store and people were coming in. They were like, you're the face from the BuzzFeed thing I saw today. And wow. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah you spilled water on your computer. And <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be $800. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was, so it was just a very, you know, got a lot of Twitter followers, lost a lot of them the moment I tweeted about anything else. And um, <laughs> oh, robot purges roof always hurt me because I think, you know, they robots follow these like viral people and stuff. And right. It's great. But yeah, it was a crazy thing. And. Every once in a while still pops up. I, I don't even remember what year it happened, 2015, 2016, maybe. But every once in a while, like it'll hit a new pocket of the Internet and everyone or like a TikTok will recap. Do you remember Internet things? I'm like, I like live in the wheelhouse right. of what color was the dress. Do you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. And every <laughs> once in a while I pop up on like a if there was an I love those, I think that it would probably circle back into right. that every once in a while. And I love 2015. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's very cool. It was just it was just a a twisty turny breakup, like just some what? people screaming at each other, and I was just tweeting what they said and on a rooftop, right? <laughs> on a rooftop it, it, right. Like, where I lived, people sent me like a pillow, like merch they made with like quotes of it embroidered in there, and like it became just <laughs> the. Do you ever work really hard for a really long time? <laughs> <laughs> and think any of that's what'll pay off you ever work really hard for a really long time and think that's what'll do it and then yep. instead it's not <laughs> like it's not i like that. work my whole career to like get on conan right and do this late night set and i see it's like ooh, i got seventy thousand views and i'm like well that's still what buzzfeed gets from quote tweeting me nine years ago or whatever <laughs> Right, right, right. That's amazing. It's never what you think. Yeah. All right. Well, Kyle, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Uh, First, just a precap of a few of the things we're talking about. We're going to check in with the states of Texas and with uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. I don't know. I was trying to make it work. Uh, Yeah, that's what I see on the Internet. They call him Ron DeSantis now. (laughs) (laughs) And Florida and just how how things are going there. there. Where uh, the the vaccine is not even really encouraged, uh, but definitely not mandated. We're going to talk about where we are with kids getting vaccinated because the vaccine is still not approved for kids under 12. They're going back to school. So we'll we'll talk about that. It, it's really like the, the anti-vaxxers are about to really start fucking things up. Makes me angry. Joe Biden 
Got 69 votes, bro, hey. on his uh, bipartisan infrastructure framework. So that's tight. We'll talk about just another story of LAPD being completely unaccountable. We'll talk about whether Ross and Rachel are oh. boning in real life. I need this to be true. Uh, we'll talk we about. We <laughs> we'll talk about that that Sinbad genie movie that everybody thinks happened and how it has affected the lives of his children. They have family <laughs> friends who insist what? that it happened to them. They're like, no, people who like know our family insist that they saw that shit. All of that, plenty more. But first, Kyle, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? The, the last thing I searched was, uh, did Jackie Kennedy really hate the Queen of England? <laughs> you're, you're just watching The Crown? Just now making it through The Crown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> could not be more fascinated by the fact that I'm watching a show that takes place over a whole century and this person it's based on is still around. Like, just yeah. <laughs> could not be more blown <laughs> away by how irrelevant they've known a monarchy is the entire time it's existed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. At the start of her career, people are like, yeah, no, this doesn't matter anymore. It's and, like it's dumping you into like two years per decade of people saying we have to keep tricking everybody. Right. <laughs> and then the, I watched what was the last episode. She's like, you know, what will make sure I'm queen forever if I dance with a black person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, what the, season of the crown is it? I've only seen the Princess Diana one because for the most part, oh, I'm that's, like, I don't like care. One or two. I can't remember yeah. if it's late one, maybe early second season where she needs Ghana is talking about, you know, not being part of their whatever right. giant little conglomerate of countries. And so she <laughs> their goes, empire. Yes, their empire. Yeah. I'm and, guessing that's what they Ghana was independent in 1957. So it's around then. Yeah, so somewhere around, because it's like right when she meets Jackie Kennedy, and so Jackie Kennedy, everyone's like, she's so charismatic, and the queen is like, notoriously not, and sort of right. takes offense, and so this thing with Ghana is happening, and she goes against all of the, everyone's instructions, and she's like, I'm going to go to Ghana, and everyone's like, what? And then she's like, I'm going to go there. Go there, and then she dances with like, uh, uh, I don't know what the name of the head of state of Ghana in the 50s was, but. She dances with them and it becomes like front page. Can you believe the queen danced with this African person? Yeah. They're like, she's woke as fuck, y'all. They really forget about she really forget it about doesn't imperialism. Even, like, have to do with Ghana either. They're like, she danced with this black guy, so that'll show Russia. And I'm like, what is that? There's too many. Or the Soviet Union, I guess it was at the time. Sorry if I offended any uh, Soviets. The whole thing's crazy. It's all so fake. The real world is like happening behind them in the show. And I don't think and but I wanted to know if Jackie Kennedy and the Queen really had like a little tiff. Mm. And, I, and did they? And no one really knew. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but she danced this... with Nkrumah. She danced with Nkrumah. Uh, we know I, that part. I, I read all these articles and everyone's like, could have been. And I'm like, I, I learned nothing from this. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the show, Jackie Kennedy like gets drunk at a party and is just talking about how pathetic the Queen is. Um, she's like, her, she goes. <laughs> The funniest thing you could say is, I was at Buckingham Palace. The art is so old. That's like what right. she's like, yeah. That's, yeah. That's like a huge part of it. Dude, can they that's do kind of the point. Yeah. She's like insulting it. She's like, that queen is so traditional. Right. Like, yeah, man. She's named after a chess piece. <laughs> yeah. They don't and, have and because last of, names. <laughs> because of the way narrative works, I'm like, she better shut up about the queen. I know. I'm like rooting <laughs> for the queen the whole time. Like, right. I hope, the, I hope the, <laughs> the queen gets a little more attention. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
She's trapped by the monarchy, guys. <laughs> you have to understand. <laughs> what is something you think is overrated? I, overrated, I wrote, quote, tweet, dragging political pundits. Because <laughs> right. then I got to see it. But I still do it. But then <laughs> I got to see it. It's like a, a throwing a softball to a but I don't know. Can we just relax? Can I if if I go forever without Ben Shapiro being direct? I just don't think he's a, is he going to read one and just be like, "That's a good fuck." They're right. That is a good point. <laughs> I, I am sure, or like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I, I I do it. I I'm guilty of it and trying to not do it as. Hey, man, it's know. like look, you're you're a slugger, man. When you got that bat in your hands, it doesn't matter if it's just a fastball right over the plate or a nice underhander for you to crush out of the park. You're swinging, baby. You're swinging. Sure, but I would say a Ben Shapiro tweet would be steroids in this metaphor. Then <laughs> let me just continue to try and have the first half of Barry Bonds' career, right? Right. Instead of needing, needing these in the crushing a Ben half. Shapiro tweet is you on performance enhancing drugs with yes. a corked bat. Right. And like a rubber cord ball that will just travel. <laughs> and then four like times someone I grew up with seeing his tweets and agreeing with him. That's like Mark McGuire in front of Congress. So it just <laughs> <laughs> or that's the home run ball bouncing off of Jose Canseco's head. Right, right, right. <laughs> just an un unasked for consequence of the entire thing. <laughs> Yeah, wouldn't it be great if we just never saw another tweet from him and then in like seven years, people treated it like the Sinbad thing. They're just like, yeah, no, nobody named Ben Shapiro ever existed. <laughs> yeah, they're guy. like, what? He's like, no, I'm I'm very much real. I'm I'm the guy with, who said WAP was bad. Remember WAP and me and WAP? No? Right. <laughs> it's an outrage. Anyway, I'm here at Home Depot to buy my plank of wood. Do you remember that part too? I'm okay, that guy. one he we that one we had some fun with. Yeah, uh, we had fun with the plank of wood. <laughs> Wait, what was the plank of wood? I missed that. You, he went to Home Depot in some stunt because Home Depot donated to Trump's campaign. So mm -hmm. everyone was like, like don't doing go my there. part. So he went to Home Depot and bought one plank of wood and carried it out in a plastic bag. Like a literal, <laughs> like a shelf, like an unfinished shelf. Just not piece a of human being wood, at all. And was just yeah. like, I, I went to, I went to Home Depot and you, you have to support this business. Support a patriotic company. And he holds right. up a board. Yeah. <laughs> like you couldn't, it's just weird how, okay, like I get, you don't have to, I'm not, no shame in not knowing what to get at a Home Depot or that no. you've ever been in a Home Depot. But like right. the, the thought process is so funny. He's like, I will demonstrate that I'm doing shit at Home Depot. Oh my God, they still just pieces of loose wood here? Okay. <laughs> one, yeah. hey. You know, he called it one loose wood. <laughs> yeah. Too. Can I get a Lucy? One wood? <laughs> get one of them one Lucy's real quick. I got to get a pack? <laughs> yeah. The taxes. Damn. The tax. Oh, you're saying guys are selling Lucy's around the corner? All right. Maybe I'll just do that. Can I get a bag then? Just a bag <laughs> so I can put it in there? Then it's just in one bag and he's holding the plastic, which it doesn't fit. At all, because it's a giant board and it's in right. a, it's in a, you know, if you carried like, it, it, I can't even use another example to describe it because we can all picture this it, and it is absolutely nuts. And he's just like, you got to support him. Yep. Yeah. Hey, he's keeping, he's keeping that young plucky upstart Home Depot in the, business. The other thing him. is, I'm actually, now that I'm looking at it, it's just this plank of wood that he's not, he can't even use the bag handles to carry it. Right. It's just like a, like a dick tip condom on this fucking piece of wood. It's like the first third of it has a Home Depot plastic bag and he's just holding it on the other end. So it's like, what is this bag even? It really looks like how people in LA wear beanies in August. Like <laughs> right. it's just sort of out yeah, there on the edge and they're like, this is an aesthetic beanie. Right, right, right. It's more of a yarmulke than anything. Yeah, it's um, something, but it's definitely not functioning as a bag and just like the grip of it. It's just 
Oh, bless him. Bless. Yeah. I had too much fun negating my overrated here by doing it immediately <laughs> after. <laughs> like, yeah. Windmill on the wood plank. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what's something you think is underrated? All right, underrated. And then I'm going to let you guys know, I, I wrote one thing that I think is under and overrated simultaneously. Ooh, perfect. Uh, underrated, liking popular stuff. Mm, That's all right. Liking popular you could like Marvel stuff. TV shows. You could yeah. like the, the stuff that everyone likes. That's fine. Keep yeah. doing it. You could like, I can't think of music. You could Olivia like Lady Gaga was going to be my example. Billy Eilish, there you go. <laughs> Lady Gaga, how old am I? But you know, I mean, it's fine. You can like Billy Joel. Yeah, you, you guys could like the popular stuff. You guys could like Elvis. You guys could like this new artist, Dolly Parton. You could yeah. like whoever, but it's fine. Just like the popular stuff. It's fun to like because then you get to talk about it with everybody. You could like the NBA Finals. Watch the NBA Finals and like the thing with everybody. It's fun. What's a specific thing that sort of inspired this uh, I think it was like everyone underrated. was immediately turning on, and I haven't watched the new Marvel, but everyone's like turning on the Marvel TV shows, and there is a lot of comic book stuff. And it's like, but that's okay because everyone likes it, and it's kind of a nice story. And, right. um, you know, there's probably a reason that we're turning to like a fantastical version of our own world that does get saved. Yeah. I think there's probably a reason that we're all excited about thinking there's some sort of one thing that can save the world. And, you know, that, that's all right. Let them keep making it. People like it enough. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's interesting because it tells us something about people when it's yeah. popular. That we feel absolutely, absolutely powerless. And some we're great work of for... art that nobody pays attention to. I mean, there's definitely something to everyone's fascination right now. You know, the, the fact that superheroes are so popular is clearly something's going on with everybody. Yeah. Right. It's all of our parental issues, our feelings of hopelessness, all wrapped into one. You, I really, yeah. it's got to be something to, you watch a superhero thing and it's completely out of your control and something you've never seen shows up and fixes it. And you're just like, <laughs> like if Mar if there was like a Marvel what if, like that's their show, right? The new mm -hmm. one where it's hypotheticals that they other stories, like a Marvel what if, where like like Tony Stark fixes climate change, or right. something like that, and he's just yeah. like, oh, I, I found this actually this new carbon filter. I think that's sort of what everyone is like. There's got to be like Where's that thing. Where's that unknown thing? science or an unknown entity like Thor or something that just shows up. Sadly, like, right. there's only been known science that's been telling us for decades. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I think everyone, oh, some sort of like reverse magnifying glass. Right. Or something right. that could oh, make it a God, little cooler. Like a big old fan or something. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. There's that Simpsons where they blot almost, out the sun. You know what's funny, though? I feel like if there were in an MCU film, like part of the story was about humanity taking this, like just gigantic undertaking of like changing human global infrastructure to combat climate change is like a narrative that like that little bit of imagination would kind of be like so we got to work together to do something radical to save our planet hmm. huh. let's let's keep going with this let's keep going yeah. with this but then you have to yeah. they'd have to have the devil's advocate in there because you gotta have them right that's a necessary thing that makes everything better is someone making sure the devil has a seat at the table. Yeah. Right. Well, who's advocating for the devil here? Right. He I'm couldn't really make concerned. it. He couldn't make it. He tried to call in, but he's in a tunnel right now. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. This just feels really this feels really wrong to be having these conversations without Satan present. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> or even okay. a proxy. If he yeah. could even just have a proxy here. Even if someone can give us a phone that we can he can text into and I can just act as an agent for on his Okay, whatever. <laughs> I remember I felt okay about climate change for like a month when I read there, there was like this 
I think it was Freakonomics. The Freakonomics guys were like, you know, people used to think that the end of the world was coming because of horse shit being everywhere. And then they invented the car. So we'll just have like some invention that's going to like save us. And they used like the example of putting things in the atmosphere that like reflect the sunlight back. And then like a few months later, Snowpiercer came out in which like that very thing is like the idea that turns into like a, a ice planet apocalypse. <laughs> right, like, the catalyst oh, that right. pushes us beyond <laughs> right. any return. Right. Yeah. Right. What's your overrated and underrated thing? So I wrote nuance. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, mm. for, I thought nuance was underrated at first. And I was like, you know, because we spend so much time online. Everyone's like hyper online, especially now feels like uh, super hyper online. And there seems to be no nuance. But really, then you meet a person in person. There's like nuance involved. And then I was like, nah, maybe there's no nuance. Just get a vaccine. I don't care. Because then I start thinking about <laughs> you listen to all these people who who are anti-vax folks like will be like, well, and 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 this happened with this and this. And if there's like some tiny nugget of truth involved in something that becomes like the pulled thread of not getting a vaccine. Then I'm like, nah, there's no nuance. Just get the vaccine. I don't care if you're yeah, like grasping onto the tiny end of the straw at the bottom of that. It's not relevant. Yeah. And so I couldn't figure out where to put nuance. And so instead, I, I uh, we talked about the uh, crown for seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Natalie Shure, who's one of my favorite, like kind of mm-hmm. reporter, researcher people and just a great follow on Twitter, was pointing out that. There are like a small, small, small number of people who like can't get the vaccine, but like the there's also a lot of people who are claiming they can't get the vaccine based on like junk science and basically like within the world of chronic diseases, like there's a lot of junk science being circulated. And so like almost everybody can get the vaccine. Like there's a thing about live like if if there's a live vaccine, like a live culture in the vaccine that is like not compatible with people who are have like immune issues, but this is not one of those. So like that it's actually like basically everybody can get it. Because in synthetic and, RNA. Right. With a nanolipid layer. Jack, do you yeah. know what happens after <laughs> three months or three years with that nanolipid layer? Oh, I don't boy. know if you yeah. saw that tweet that was blowing We're up. We're making on. a TikTok that's gonna get stitched. Yeah, right. I'm learning about TikTok. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely just, you know, do deeper research and wait, not, don't do research. Actually, reach out to a doctor and your research should be finding the smartest person who's devoted their life to this and trusting them. That's yeah. my a lot of my frustrations lie in this sort of like uh, no longer having a favorable outlook of education, and yeah. it's it, it it seems very bizarre to me. And I have jokingly said, but I honestly think. If you distrust it, so the nug- the nugget of nuance, if someone's like, I don't trust the government, I kind of get that. But if you're using that to not get a vaccine, then I'm like, actually, there's no nuance. Just get the vaccine. It doesn't yeah. count. Right, right. I, I have said in jest and honestly believe if you hate teachers and you hate nurses and you don't trust doctors and science is fake, what do you want your kids to be? Right. What are they supposed to do? What right. do you want your kid to like also just like have a hateful YouTube channel? Like I just want to be. Or like, and we didn't go to space and the moon is fake. And I just don't understand, like, where, what are the jobs? What, right. what do you want your kid to possibly be doing besides just being angry like you? And and I don't think you can, like, 
yell at a barista on for work. So I, I, <laughs> right. it doesn't pay that well. I don't uh, understand. Maybe he'll get a what, sponsorship yeah. from Black Rifle Coffee to yell yeah. at people in public spaces. I don't know. I mean, I think to your point about education, right? Like we've done such a great job of making it impossible for people to get educated that by virtue of that becoming the only way into the middle class or having any kind of upward social mobility in most instances, that that's just created a natural resentment for it. And yeah. without understanding that by design, many people are being shut out of the opportunity to be educated. So then it just turns into this thing over time of being like, well, that's for these fucking people who think they're so smart. Da, 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 da. And that's like truly we're seeing like all of the machinations and the manifestations of like this very concerted effort to defund public education because now yeah. it's become so unattainable people fucking hate it and now I you see, have people yeah. on tiktok just say or wherever claiming to know all this shit or whatever and be so contrarian because you know that's just the way that this cruel fucking society set up too so just like at every turn you're like oh my god everything's just a reflection of how we're failing people it, it really seemed like it could just fester just below the surface as long as we didn't need everyone to agree on something ever again right and unfortunately we do and even the way that conversations happen about it are so is so wildly frustrating because it's it's almost like robots are having the conversation. So I saw the video that I think you were referencing where it's like a someone giving this crazy, terrible information, like a scientist. Where there's like porn playing in the background? Yeah, and a scientist part. is sort of like, then there's like the, it's like stitched next to one of them with a the scientist who's saying that's true, this is not true, like fact checking it. But right. you read, and I hate this, like you read the comments on the scientist fact checking it and people are like, well, you're allowed to, there are two sides to what you believe and there isn't. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, but everyone maybe says the like, binary well, of like right or wrong. This person's entitled to what she thinks about it, but you're not if it's facts. Like that's what's right. Everything has just become equal weight and it just isn't how it works and it makes it insane. And uh, you can tell I don't talk to a lot of people most days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm curious to also figure out like at what point then they they're able to trust something about science. Like you're using a microwave, you use Wi-Fi, you use a self. So like you got if, a lot of vaccines. If you're <laughs> going to keep exploring that, you're eating processed food. At what point do you put your sort of lens or spotlight of suspicion on these other things? And if you're not, I'm trying to understand why you don't do it in those instances, too, because you could you could open up all kinds of theories about many of the things that we have to interact with on a daily basis, not just medical advice right. or, you know, research that at which point it goes, yeah, well, I trust that. Like I trust AT&T. I know. Like, <laughs> I get that. Come no, on. I trust, like, I trust like, corporations. Huh? I just don't trust this. Right. I yeah. think that the end, the beginning and the end might've just been one loud man who's not around as much anymore. Mm. telling people what to do and not do. I don't know. Yeah. The although, you know, we we covered that there was a lot of vaccine skepticism and resistance after the 1911 flu that killed more people than this one is. And they were just willing to like go door to door and be like, let me see the vaccine scar on your arm. All right. Yeah. You have to go. You have to get the vaccine. Let me no, see your arm. Now. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, the thing is that anyone telling me what to do in any way is exactly the Holocaust. So, uh, <laughs> right. Oh, are you a are you a European historian? Right. Yeah. Well, I did my own research, and oh, okay. just, I where, watched, where was that? Where did you do your research? I wrote this down. 
<laughs> I wrote what I just said down. Um, I wrote my feelings down on the back of this right. Arby's receipt. <laughs> but that is like, it just has become so, like, history is now weaponized in an inaccurate way. And simultaneously, people believe it didn't happen. And also that it's the reason we can't do that. It's like, yeah, it, I just feel crazy. And yeah. so, you know. That's why sometimes I don't, I'm like, let's get rid of the nuance and make everybody get it. But you do feel a little weird saying that. Yeah. yeah. You feel well, weird that's, saying yeah. yeah. And it's just because it's, we've never been at it and lived like this before where yeah. we're looking at clear, some biological phenomenon. We're like, Yo, this is going to take radical action to actually yeah. keep people safe. And when yeah. people just aren't used to that or don't have the mind for any kind of like, like reciprocity or sense of community or owing something to each other or feeling part of a larger community, then yeah, people suddenly immediately go into their self-interested corners and figure out whatever rationale they, or lot like lock onto whatever rationalization they need to, to, to preserve. They're like, well, I don't want to do this because of this. Yeah. Right. So I, I love when people it's... tell me what to do. Yeah. I make, I get more time to do other stuff. Well, that's because you're a sub. Right. Yeah. yeah that's fair. I was going to say that. I was going to. Yeah let you know that you're a sub like just That's from true. the start i just wanted to yeah make sure you know <laughs> now both tell me i am at the same time <laughs> <laughs> well hold up now hold on now that's not very sub <laughs> submissive <laughs> behavior fam you're right you're right you're right you're right all right let's take a quick break we'll come back and talk about what's happening right now And we're back. And so I guess, I guess that this news just isn't reaching the people who we need it to reach. But it's just very clear, like the states that are like, yeah, you can't tell me to get a vaccine. Like, you can't tell my people to mask up are doing very badly now. They're mm -hmm. uh, running out of hospital beds. They're having after telling the federal government they can't tell them what to do they are then having to ask the federal government for ventilators mm -hmm. and yeah it's just objectively a bad look for for those people uh, a very predictable bad look but i guess i guess it's just not reaching them yeah it's I don't know. This is in Texas and Florida. They have the very unfortunate distinction of having governors that like almost seem like, I don't know, like they had some fucking vision from God to like be on the side of COVID. And like, like it almost, it's like almost just it, truly they're on the side of COVID. Like if yeah. COVID had a seat at the table, they'd be like, hey man, don't make them wear masks and shit. Then I can't get my shit on. Don't like right the then I can't get my fuck on. They're like, oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. Like, that's quite that's the logic that they're following. Like, they are caping for COVID. So in Texas, they've stopped elect elective procedures because the hospitals are getting overwhelmed. They're like, dude, we can't even bring people in that aren't like we have to focus on the people that are so sick with this Delta variant that that has to be the priority. ICU beds are slowly running out at the current rate of hospitalization. And there are even less beds for like the pediatric intensive care units. Only two beds were available out of the 285 in the North Texas area. So in the Dallas area, they only had two pediatric ICU beds available. Additionally, only about 28 adult ICU beds were available as hospitals reached 90 percent capacity on Tuesday. So 
this is uh, it, it's it's getting worse and worse. And now they're saying 15 percent of covid cases are now children in Texas. Not to say yeah. that 15 percent of hospitalizations are, but 15 percent of the positive cases now are children. Yeah. There's something too soft about the terminology and people can ignore it. And this is I don't even really mean this as a joke, but it sounds like I'm making it. Pediatric ICU wouldn't resonate with people as much as like almost dying kids. Wing Chil- yeah, child death wards. And I know it's absolutely it, it, I don't think people understand like the severity of anything until in right. and, and, you know, I not to be uh, uh, insensitive, but if I read one more article about a person who died and wished they had got the vaccine on their deathbed, I'm probably just going to shut my. I don't care. I, I, I'm losing care for that. But well, it, yeah, because uh, right. yeah, because our empathy goes towards people who are trying to stay safe and maybe are unable to be vaccinated or just our built bodies are built that they might succumb to the virus. And not for those who are just stunting on Instagram to say, like, oh, I ain't getting the fucking shot. Yeah. And Florida also, you know, fucking DeSantis, like, you know, at the beginning of the year, he's like declaring flawless victory over COVID when he's like, hey, dude, I didn't shut down anything. Look at the unemployment. Like, we're doing all right. Look at me. Like, I, I think I think I kind of do something right here. And a lot of people are like, what the fuck is going on? How? But then the Delta variants coming through and now it's clear that it's just burning through the state. The number of people that are requiring hospitalization, that number looks pretty bleak now, which like you're saying, Jack, it got to the point where the state was like requesting from health and human services from the feds, like we need more ventilators and breathing machines for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis, he acted again. He knows that's not a good headline saying we're running out of machines that help people fucking breathe because their health is so poor that at a press conference, he started. He decided to feign ignorance over the whole thing. He he said, "quote I've not heard about that, so I have to check to see if that's true or not." That's what. "quote I would honestly doubt that that's true, but I'll look. We have a lot of stuff that we stockpiled over the last year and a half through the Department of Emergency Management. I have not had any requests across my desk. I haven't been notified of that. Well, that might be true because they know you are caping for fucking COVID." <laughs> so you would probably say, we don't need it. Can't we just get people to hook them up to leaf blowers or some shit? He's, why does that sound like Tim Robinson in the hot dog costume? <laughs> right. Just sort of being like, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? It, it really feels like that exact speech feels right. exactly like a Tim really? Robinson. Him. Really? What, what could pot, think- why are we always Why are we always on our ventilators? Why can't we live life? Yeah. As he's like putting federal dollars into a suitcase in front of everyone. (laughs) Can't we all just, you know, worry about what's important? We're really looking for the disease that did this. And he's like in a giant COVID particle costume. And then he takes (laughs) off on like a bike with like a sidecar with COVID. I assumed it would just be any cruise ship. Right. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, and so you have these situations now where like, Doctors in these states, most even like even some even Republican officials like, what the fuck are they doing? What the fuck is this? To the point where now you have counties that are going rogue, despite what the governors are saying or saying, like, you can't mandate masks. You better not make people wear masks. They're like, fuck that, dude. We're looking at what is actually happening. And we can't do that, especially as it relates to schools. So the school boards in like Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, San Antonio, they're all about to vote on requiring masks, despite Governor Abbott there saying, like, you can't make people, you can't mandate masks. I don't care. Like, you're going to be in trouble if you do that. Because a judge has granted a temporary restraining order 
So allowing counties in two counties now to make their own decisions. But the same is also happening in Broward County in Florida. They don't care what the fucking governor is saying because they know what the real outcomes are. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, we don't give a fuck. This is so this is absurd. And you see videos of people standing outside of these school board meetings, like yelling at nurses who are testifying about COVID being bad. And I cannot. And I get enraged. My sister is a second grade teacher in Missouri, which is mm. yeah. probably the bronze medal on your podium of this conversation <laughs> right. if Texas and Florida are, are are bringing home the rest of the medals. And you, if you are screaming at a nurse for talking to a school board, what happened? How did you get here? I mean, I know none of those people are listening because I don't think they can get this on their iPod shuffle. But I just want to know how they are listening. Like, I I don't know how you can get to such a point where you're screaming at a nurse. Because they've the right has very, and I'm not deftly crafted a narrative, but they've tied economic chaos to the shutdown So any threat of acknowledging that how bad the disease is and that action needs to be taken begins to resonate in these people at a frequency, which is like, oh, my my job or my livelihood or these other things, rather than like, this is what we have to do to be safe. There's some people go, this is what we have to do to be safe. Other people go, this is what they're trying to do to fucking get us out of our houses or whatever, because everyone, no matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, is feeling the crunch of of American capitalism on some level, like where they don't feel that there's any moment to to rest or that they can feel that something is going to be provided for them. So they've really tied this idea into the acknowledging how bad the disease is as being like, it's going to create more economic hardship. Remember the shutdown? Remember all those businesses? And it's it's about this like completely other thing, because clearly the the science aspect is just completely decoupled from it to just be more about this like larger existential, like hegemonic, you know, like thing that they're all glomming onto. I think we're so far down the rabbit hole of like social media, just creating, you know, the, the reality where you were talking about earlier, Kyle, of just like, there is no objective truth that I, I just think that like that, that is, such a such a huge part of this and so surreal if you just go back 10 years and look at our present reality like just the desantis response i have not heard about that so i have to check to see if that's true or not like the i i'm gonna do my own research Mm -hmm. in the face of somebody like showing him the oh, you don't have to health and human services confirmed that they sent hundreds of, of pieces of machinery to the state. I guess they I'll just that. do some other research then. They yeah. got to call some last re- Friday when you guys had 200,000 cases or whatever the number was, or 20,000 cases or something. I would honestly doubt that's true, but I'll look like it's mm-hmm. just do do your own research type shit. It's all, you know, it, I keep going back to the how much the Trump ban changed things and just. social media is so deadly to like it's really you know biden got a lot of shit for saying that it's killing people but it's legitimately at this point killing people and going to start killing children soon like i don't even mm -hmm. think it is a that's like a known i mean this is even separate of everything if you're talking about the vaccine or COVID at all social media is also like what do you call like simmering and then overboard like Boiling like the insurrection and, you know, uh, coups and like terrorist activity in countries just all to to create ad revenue and own people's data. And that's, you know, that's even separate of like 
yeah. everything that's happening with misinformation and COVID and things like that. Well, yeah. And again, like for places like Facebook and YouTube, they're like, man, I know this COVID video is getting 90 million interactions like in three days that, you know, people are like, what is this thing still doing up there? But they're like, man, that's a lot of impressions. They're really and getting a lot of people because, to watch eight seconds about StreamYard. Yeah, because we're because we're in a fucking culture of infinite growth business. There's no end to it. They can't turn it off because it's absolutely antithetical to like their mission as a, you know, like a capitalist enterprise. It's not to be like our mission is to get to a point and then whatever extras there are, we'll kind of reinvest that down the ladder. It's just like, yeah. no, no, no. We just want to go to the balloon fucking pops. Yeah. And I mean, we've the seen, amount of I times. Mean, oh, no, go ahead. We've seen Facebook ignore massive panics that resulted in riots that killed people in other countries mm -hmm. until right up until it becomes a news story, a media story. And then they will do as much damage control as they can without actually fixing the problem until just to make the story go away. But like that's literally the only thing that they respond to is negative press. But so it's hard to press needs take to videos down while you're kite surfing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it's so, <laughs> Dude, so yeah. kite surfing on a fucking hydrofoil, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy my boy's face didn't get burned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone made fun of him for that. But I kind of look similar. And yeah. I'm, I got scars. I'm trying to not get permanently sunburned on my head, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, unfortunately, you don't have access to the skin that Mark Zuckerberg can just buy. Right, that um, wasn't like, even sunscreen. That was just someone else's oh, yeah. face put on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's someone's <laughs> complete epidermis that just wore it as a mask, like some fucked up water right. sports loving Hannibal Lecter. He just watched twenty minutes of Silence of the Lambs, agreed with the guy, turned it off, and was <laughs> like, "All right, <laughs> it's like that. Give me that." Why is a movie with all good guys staring at my face over there? Yeah. <laughs> He's been over he there staring eating, at me. All. He's just eating all those beans out of a can. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. He makes eye contact and yet feels nothing. That's my <laughs> hero right there. Yeah. So, I mean, we were talking about kids, the the fact that this is the Delta variant is shown to be more deadly and more infectious with children than any version before FDA administrators are starting to sound the alarm. And it's I think I think they're. Pfizer is planning to submit data for kids under 12 to the FDA in September, uh, at which point it will need to go through the approval process. So like that's as soon as we're going to be able to get kids to even have the option to get vaccinated. So it's just this, this is the point at which, I, you know, this whole thing, I just feel like we've been watching somebody have uh, an embarrassing temper tantrum for the past five years, just over and over and just waiting for them to shut the fuck up. And now they're starting to like put kids at risk. And yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't know the answer, but we'll it, have to see the math on uh, whether it was like the kids versus the Dow Jones. You know what I mean? What's more important. Right. right. If it's like two kids per point, you got to right. then be like, you know what were the kids test scores and do we care about that right. and you know, figure out if we if it's <laughs> right. okay if they live it's and their versus, future you know, profitability the, yeah. the nasdaq which affects me and i know you guys on a daily basis we, we can't really hit, let that go if that goes down that's bad 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I sound down in the dumps, it is because of the my NASDAQ portfolio. Yeah. Uh, You're yeah. putting the Dow the and reason. down on the dumps, you know? Yeah. <laughs> my endorphin levels are tied to the stock market. Right. I got a Robinhood referral that I'm really hoping pays off. So uh, <laughs> I, I, if these kids die, I mean, who who really is that on? Yeah, it's uh, everything that you see, like it's it's. It, but from especially Republican governors, you don't know, like, if they understand the concept of the value of human life or like what it would mean for a parent to like lose their child to this. Like, because there's not that's almost that thought process is completely absent from this decision making. Like Asa Hutchinson of Arkansas seems to be the one like one one Republican governor who's like, I pretty much I fucked up. Like not in the, those harsh words, but he's definitely like voicing regret over certain things that has happened. Not to say that that excuses anything, but on some level, it feels like for him, he's like, yeah, it's kind of hard to like keep keep this up. Like it's it's getting bad, folks. Mm -hmm. And yeah, when you see that this, you know, mindset is now seeping into the realm of parents trying to protect their children. I mean, I feel like that's probably where we're going to see more people start coming to the side of like, we need more mandates. We need more vaccines because yeah. it's one thing when you feel like, well, I'm an adult and there was like this fallacy of like, and kids are immune. So we're good. Like, that's not a danger. But now when you're seeing that cases for kids are going up and up and up and you have doctors like in Florida, like crying in these PSAs, like because they're trying to tell people like it's getting bad and we're seeing more kids. Yeah. It, and. I mean, there's lawsuits right now where parents of disabled students are like suing the governor to to be like, I my kids need to be protected. Like, I don't know what the fuck you think this is. Like, it's not a game for me as a parent. Right. But I even find like people who are like we w when you're talking about how this this a lot of this is a fallout of like hyper capitalism not being a viable solution. And the people who let's say, like these people who hate masks and these people who want to ignore everything. Even they are screaming about it because they're like, well, I, I have to drop my kid off at school because I have to go do this work. And I want to mm -hmm. take these people and be like, so you are so close. Right. You are like, I need school to have no changes because otherwise I can't do my job in life. I require it. You're so close to being like, so, yeah, we need to just get rid of this. This system is what is holding all a, a lot of this back as well. Yeah. You're, the fact that you... Without school, you will lose your job because you can't go in because you have to take care of your kids. And right. these are people who are like, so that's why we shouldn't wear masks. And I'm like, but you're just so <laughs> you're so close. Yeah. And right. you, are, Again, you are right at the door. The most propagandized people on the planet, you know, live, yeah. in, live in this country. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, you, it, they're so close, but they're in like, it seems like an, an impenetrable bubble that they've swapped out their capitalism frustrations with covid frustrations and are just like, yeah no that's the problem it's not that displacement baby yeah there's nothing shout out to freud there's nothing like that to you know there's nothing that's connecting the dots because it's just been so effectively hijacked like this you know and i'm not yeah. smart enough to like even what i'm trying to talk i don't feel like i'm fully getting across what i think even now while i think about it let alone if i'm trying to talk to someone i know who i think maybe i could get through to I I don't know. I feel frustrated about it. And I think a lot of people do where you just like, you just want to be like, no, like, I, but that's <laughs> right. not enough. <laughs> but you're like, if I, give me six hours and let me yeah. find smarter people. And, but I just, I can't even, I get frustrated with myself. Like I can't explain well yeah. enough now the, the, I, the ideas and how I feel about it and how, and all this sort of stuff. And 
the one time I got into it with like a guy who was just like, I don't know, man, there's been a lot of, I've heard from a lot of people who said like, I just couldn't be like, I know, I know it's not a effective way to win an argument, but I just like got so pissed off. <laughs> it's right. just like, it was just over like imme- immediately. Yeah. But it's the most important thing we, I don't, and I know it wasn't in the doc, but if one NFL player kneels during the anthem this year, I am going to. <laughs> I'm going to be so fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, uh, <laughs> real quick. Do you think Joe Biden said when, when he saw that his infrastructure bill got 69 votes, do you think he said nice? That's no. something I need to know. He would, don't think he, so? would, he would never 69. He doesn't know what that is. Okay. He'd be like, All what? Right. 60 what? <laughs> Imagine explaining <laughs> that to Joe, but oh, come on, Jack. People don't do that gross stuff. Put your yeah, mouth down there. Cool. Okay. What are you, a veterinarian? Right, it's not what? an ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I mean, yeah. I mean, he he definitely he he pulled off his bipartisan fucking magic show. And like oh, the Washington Post is like, Joe Biden stuns again. He surprises us again with his bipartisan infrastructure framework. Yeah, it got 69 votes. It got over that uh, filibuster proof. You know, got to get over that 60, 60 vote mark. And at one trillion dollars, the largest bill of its kind. 19 Republicans yeah. got on board. Uh, but don't worry, it's not for good reasons. I think many saw this as an opportunity to support like to put throw their support behind something that just broadly pulls well. It's like, hey man, yeah. you want less fucked up roads? You want a bridge? You want a better airport? Okay, good. Right. right. Like, I mean, that's, that's still people who think that's the what the government's whole purpose is—a pothole. You know what I right. mean? They're like, look at yeah. this a pothole outside my building, Fucking Obama. Government. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and right. so that was definitely like a plus for them. Like, okay, I can vote for this because it's also popular. And also the 19 that supported it, they were kind of like in this place where they felt a little bit more insulated from like the MAGA outrage mobs of constituents that would normally be like the force that is like, no, actually I can't because Trump is yelling at us to not support this because he doesn't want Biden to have an optics win. But I think the real reason behind it is that they wanted to pretend bipartisanship works to sort of take the fucking momentum out of the filibuster reform talk that's happening right now. Because if they do that and go, you see, like we figured it out. We did a $1 trillion. We voted for that. But yeah. then we have this $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill that has the real shit in it, like the real, real big programs that people are like saying, like, yeah, this is the kind of investment we need in people that they can come around for that time. Like, oh, this is too much. This is too much. You saw we, we, were, we were able to do that. But this stuff, there's a line with it. And don't say it's not bipartisanship because we were there for that vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're sort of loading the, the whole deck for that kind of showdown. Because right now, yeah, it got it, this one trillion dollar thing goes to the House. Uh, Pelosi says we're not going to vote on it until you also pass the three point five trillion bill and see what happens then. And but already we have like Joe Manchin on his fainting couch, being like, "It's, it's so I don't know, it's a lot of money." <laughs> so there's a lot of work to be done. It's and it's just again frustrating because maybe they'll figure it out, but yeah, still I mean, nothing on at, voting rights. Look at what what happens when Democrats like actually take the filibuster like seriously that that scares them and i i just feel like this is democrats behaving like republicans in in the good way that it's like shrewd and just forcing people's hand a little bit i wish um, i wish they were like that all the time yeah <laughs> that would be i i think about the i don't know i get freaked i think about the filibuster i think about how the whole 
I wish we could just take a look at it. Like, would we invent this today? (laughs) Or is it just already here? Or we just want these guys with wooden teeth, ghosts with wooden teeth to tell us what we want from centuries ago. If we came up with healthcare today and you walked into the room and you said, okay, first off, what's your job? Uh, (laughs) I know you want to go to the doctor. I just have to know what you do for your job. How long have you been there? How often do you work? Also, your job is now at least part-time dealing with a health insurance company. Right. And uh, and how little your job spends on you makes other people money. Right. Um, Okay. So you guys are writing this all down. This is how healthcare is going to work. So (laughs) you have to tell your doctor where you work so a company can talk to a company. That way, if you've paid every month, you can pay a little bit more. And then if you pay enough, you won't have to pay as much. Right. <laughs> Sounds like a lot good? of paying. Yeah, oh, buddy. and your taxes are the same. Well, it's a good question, though, in the back. Good question in the back. <laughs> your taxes, we have 30 helicopters that need to circle Atwater Village. So um, we got to keep those up. Or would someone just say maybe taxes make people feel better? Mm. Yeah. And I, mean, I think the same with the filibuster. If, you like, if you're writing it all out now, what if one guy is loud? I don't know. That's an episode of Smart Guy. Can I ruin think it isn't, all? This isn't what this is. Right. right. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about important stuff. And we're back. And there were 24 hours there. A beautiful 24 hours. Mm-hmm where people thought Ross and Rachel were boning in real life. Oh, man. So good. It's a glorious a time. time. It was, it was, it like, was a great day. People, I don't know. People, I feel like right now we're so fucking hopped up on nostalgia, you know, yeah. like Benefer, they're back together and like house hunting and A-Rod is just pathetically trying to get her attention with his Instagram stories that I think it makes sense that a lot of people are just immediately just jumped on any rumor that Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer might be dating. And I don't know if, did any of y'all see the Friends reunion at all? Okay. Well, I saw the, I, I saw know. most of it. And there was this one part, I think that fueled a lot of this speculation is that because there's a certain point where Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer both were like, hey, I'm not going to lie. Like we, def- I had a crush on you. She's like, I had a crush on We, we were into each other, but mm-hmm. our dating lives never quite aligned. Like we were never single at the same time. So it just kind of never really worked out, although we definitely had feelings for each other. So instead, we just focused all that horny into the performances on the show, which is why I think y'all felt it. It was hitting a little bit differently because mm-hmm. underneath it, we were really vibing. And then they were spotted together in Santa Barbara. And then all it took was one like fake fucking quote someone quoted someone was like yeah she has been cooking dinners for him and he traveled all the way from new york to visit her that then immediately everyone's like oh my god they're together thank god <laughs> they're like you can't deal with global warming but tell me ross and rachel will be happy folks. i'm okay if he took a private plane if it was to santa barbara right right <laughs> to see her i sometimes this was a story i missed the time where we all thought they were together it felt like i was binge watching breaking bad and couldn't talk about it week to week Right. Like I, I was late. I knew I knew the end. And right, I yeah. wish I was in the little happy world where everyone was like had the hypothetical, even if it was just for a day. Right. Yeah. It's it, it then like all it took was just one of his like sort of PR people to be like, yeah, this that's that's absolutely not true. It's not true. Right. They are just um, friends. But that would be the perfect cover, though. 
Right. If they were Especially rich, if they said no? they are just friends with a little trademark symbol after mm-hmm. the word friends. And, and now they're you're like, just what are actually talking about? Friends? Wink. Yeah. I have this poster that I want to believe, but it's uh, just a picture of them having graphic sex behind it <laughs> instead of a UFO like in the X-Files. Another thing I want to believe in is uh, Shazam, uh, the Sinbad, <laughs> the Sinbad genie movie that we, I don't know. Did y'all have this memory that no. Sinbad was in no. a genie I movie? I was alive. Yeah. I was no, too. No, I didn't. No. No, I, this should have been foreshadowing that we couldn't agree on the vaccine. <laughs> right. I don't believe, I'm not saying I believe it happened. I think it's just interesting that all of our collective unconscious created the same image of him with his arms folded in a genie outfit that never, never happened. Yeah, I I mean, it's I am Kazam. And that's Shaq, baby. So is it (laughs) because... Because Sinbad wore like genie esque pants a lot. Yeah, in the 90s. so I think that's part of it. You know, as somebody who he, like, he would do can, a lot of vests and sort of like pattern vests and pants. And yeah, like pattern vests, big billowy. You know, genie pants. I mean, Hammer wore what were <laughs> called genie pants at the time. And I don't know. So his his son. So his kids are kind of the front line of this. They're saying. <laughs> That people the closest to us who know everything about our family have sometimes second-guessed whether the movie exists. And they have to be like, no, motherfucker. Again, um, (laughs) the people are saying that the movie Kazam, starring Shaquille O'Neal and where he is a genie, was actually, there was a movie called Shazam with Sinbad in it. And they're saying, stop lying to us, you fucking thief. This is, we what if we all found out uh, the movie Deep Impact never happened? <laughs> right. And it was just Armageddon, and some people were misremembering details and, like, faking this entire second movie. Right, yeah. right, right. No, and so she also said, my dad and Shaq, people confuse them all the time. <laughs> people do not look the same. They do not look the same at not all. Not only do they not look the same, one of them is the most distinct looking human who exists. All <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> one, one of them, of them is, is seven, seven foot, foot four. two. <laughs> yeah. Faint, the most famous looking yeah. person. And their delivery on cadence couldn't be more different. Right. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing even like sonically, <laughs> audibly, where you're like, the same. They're oh also not God, even remotely like... the same age. Like, none of it's the same. Right. Our dad. So <laughs> this is a quote from his daughter. Our dad has been make- mistaken for Shaquille O'Neal more times than makes logical sense. Uh, <laughs> that's so fucking true. So well put. <laughs> that would be once or twice is more times than make logical sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I. I mean, that's just, I, I, people just are they really doing this thing where they just think black people look the same? Because there's no way you're looking at the two of them. I'm like, the f- how the fuck are you mistaking these two? And, Unless you're truly on some other weird ignorant shit. And you're like, I don't. I think that's. Are you Shaquille O'Neal? It's like I'm fucking Sinbad. I think it's fuck, just that he Sinbad should have been in that role. It doesn't really make sense that Shaquille O'Neal would play a genie, right? And like that. Shaquille O'Neal is just very, like, charming in person, and I think he gets put into things that don't always make sense for him. Like, there, I, I think I've told the story about that show where people were, like, trying to beat Shaq at, like, various athletic yeah. feats. Mm-hmm. That was actually supposed to be Steve Nash, 
because Steve Nash can like beat people in like he can just do insane stuff like he can make 33 pointers in a row with a softball like he's just like one of those freak athletes that there's two people that look the same no thank you (laughs) um but because like when the abc producers were hanging out with steve nash he was on the phoenix suns with Shaq, and Shaq just like kind of wooed them over to his side and made the show about him so i'm wondering like if we just recast Kazam as Sinbad because it just like makes more sense. Like we just thought he should have been in that role. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a lot of twisting and turning we have to do to to make it all make sense when it's just. I don't. No, I don't it doesn't know. make sense. It's a it's a completely irrational thing. Really I just think it's any interesting. Sense. Sinbad yeah. also so funny. I don't, this has nothing to do with it. That man is so funny. Oh my God. Still, yeah. if you can go, you know, I don't need, this is where you want to risk your COVID exposures to go see Sinbad. But <laughs> someday, if you like stand up and you might think I'm joking because he's not the generation you like, he's so funny. Oh, I remember uh, like back on airplanes when there was no, uh, back in my day, remember the old air- headphones that were just like air tubes that you would like plug yeah, into yeah. the they side? They looked like a little stethoscope. <laughs> yeah. And the only entertainment on a fucking plane was like the 10 radio stations Mm -hmm. like that would just play music. And I remember as a kid, I would always listen to whatever the stand up comedy one was like. That was like my favorite thing. I remember hearing Sinbad for the first time, like on an album. And I could I was fucking killing me. Mm -hmm. And like that was. And so I've always had really good memories of his stand up to the point where, yeah, I just always kept watching it because he's always been kind of this like wholesome comedian dude. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I I I second that suggestion. Even young Miles, who's listening with his weird rubber tube headphones, became <laughs> yeah. a fan very early. One of the first stand-up shows I ever went to was like to go see him at a, some when I was like eighteen or nineteen, and he only did stand-up about the cab ride from the airport to the casino in Kansas City for an hour and talk to people in the crowd and just crush so hard that you're just like, this is it's like a different sport. It's, right. like, it's an absolutely different thing happening. Anyways, He's I don't think he was the naturally the funniest person. I th- there'll be like a thesis. There'll be this will be a was isn't the Berenstein Bears another example? Yeah. Of this? Yeah, yeah. The Mandela effect. This yeah. is the one that is very that actually got me that I definitely have the image in my head of him on the in a movie poster folding his arms like a genie in a genie outfit for some reason. But. Yeah. It, so this is where it turns from. I feel like this is a good metaphor for the the current state of America, because then they say at the very end of the article, uh, even when faced with facts, people don't want to be told they're wrong. When they debunk mm-hmm. the Shazam theory, people get upset, claiming the movie was, quote, so influential on their childhood, says Adkins. Strangely, Adkins said that in order to prove their point, some of these same people will later claim the influential movie was so bad Sinbad wanted to get rid of it. <laughs> like the fucking E.T. NES game or something? Right. Or like <laughs> that there's someone's going to discover a stockpile of old Sinbad Shazam tapes like in a yeah. dump in Arizona or something? Yeah, that's the thing about stuff is you can't get rid of it anymore. Right. right. They can't hide. So they... Rather than admitting they're wrong about this completely inconsequential thing, they will accuse people of being part of a vast conspiracy. It, yeah, I can see where that would apply to other stuff. I just can't come up with any examples. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Kyle, it's been a pleasure having you, man. As always, Thank where can people uh, find you and follow you? Uh, I'm at Kyle Ayers on the most of the stuff. So you can find me on there. Uh, and that's when I'll post if, you know, stand-up shows and things like that are happening. But, you know, at Kyle Ayers on Instagram. Nice. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? I saw this tweet. Someone said, if you've seen one bear attack, you've seen a mall. And I <laughs> laughed. It was, it's fro underscore vo, V-O. It made me laugh a lot. If you've seen it. very good. If you've seen one bear attack, you've seen a mall. I like yeah. that. They apologized for it immediately, too, which also <laughs> made me happy. <laughs> Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, um, if you want to check out the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra, we talk 90 day over there. Some tweets that I like. Damn, I fucking like so many right now. First one is from Soul Nate at MN Nate Shyamalan saying, can't believe the only political options in America are we have to catch and spread a deadly virus to defeat the satanic pedophile elite or we spent nine months trying to make the bus $5 cheaper and we did not succeed. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sadly, that is the thing. And then at the way of the id tweeted, today's generation will never know the sweet embarrassment of your mother picking up the phone and interrupting your conversation to tell you it's time for bed. Mm. Which I, I remember like, oh, my, it was crushing. Oh, yeah. My mom picked up the phone to speak Japanese. And people were like, what the fuck was that, dude? I'm like, I don't know. I think my house is haunted. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear anything. You heard something? Yeah. Uh, the the other annoying thing would be when somebody picks up the phone and just like starts dialing and like goes, <laughs> <Right>. just keeps <laughs> just going. You're like, hello, hey, hey, where? <laughs> they're just like not listening. She's like, I have to send a fax. And you're like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's that used to be the when there was fax machines i would i would try to use that as my phone line yeah but then my mom's like i have, have faxes that are coming in i'm like fuck okay <laughs> you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien a tweet i've been enjoying at sam gritner tweeted i've officially been diagnosed with havana syndrome i can't stop havana good time <laughs> and i I like anything Havana syndrome. <laughs> but Except you're like, you shouldn't joke about that. <laughs> you should, <laughs> shut up. You really man. shouldn't joke about that. You really shouldn't joke about that. That was from Alicia t- uh, tweeted that at, at me. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode well as a song that we think you might enjoy miles what song are we sending people to check out okay the song that we are going to go out on um recently uh dt from cool in the gang uh the saxophonist from cool in the gang dennis thomas he passed away so i wanted to do this one track from cool in the gang from the album wild and peaceful it's the titular track called wild and peaceful you know, a lot of people obviously know them from like their big hits, but Wild and Peaceful is just like a really nice big song. It's like a very ambitious track with all kinds of textures and rhythms and, and good musicality. And it's easy listening in the background that will keep your attention. So check out Wild and Peaceful uh, from Cool in the Gang. Very cool. All right. Very cool. Very cool. All right. All right. Well, we're going to suggest you go check that out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit 
the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. That's going to do it for this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye.